This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. From Hollywood for Hormel and Spam, we present Crazy People, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Spam, rebuff, boom, spam George Burns and Gracie Allen Are the show when he's orchestra The singing glee with a smoothie sleeve Last but not least in with Bud Heaston brings another gay Burns and Allen show to your house and another hint for serving a warm weather supper. Get a can of Spam, S-P-A-M. Slice this tender, juicy, grand-tasting meat and serve with tomatoes stuffed with cottage cheese. Add your favorite ice drink, a simple dessert, and you have a swell supper you can fix in a jiffy. Dad and the youngsters will like the tasty flavor of Spam. The way this delicious meat fills up a husky appetite. That's the easy shortcut to summer meals. Let Spam, a Hormel product, do the work. Get a supply at your food store. Just ask for Spam, the meat of many uses that keeps without refrigeration. Be sure to try the easy recipes on the label. You'll be surprised what Spam can do for your meals. Time now to present the stars of our show, and here they are, those two spam-happy people, George and Gracie. Uh, thank you very much. Now, don't forget, Bob, what you promised before the broadcast. It's a date tonight. Well, you and Bud have a date? Yes, well, yes George. Uh, Gracie wants me to take her to the Hollywood Bowl. This might be a surprise to you, but there's nothing going on at the Hollywood Bowl tonight. Well, there will be when we get there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean, but uh, before you get yourself involved in this little romance, bud, mm-hmm. it would be sort of a nice idea to meet Gracie's family. Oh, are they a sociable lot? Congenial, congenial. I met her brother, the dentist, and I said hello, and he nicely pulled out 14 of my teeth. <laughs> From which pocket, George? <laughs> The inside pocket, some family. Oh, yeah, but you should see my uncle's family. Seventeen in one room, and yesterday... Seventeen people in one room? Yes. How, uh, how do they live? They take in borders. <laughs> Guess that's better than walking around in the hot sun. By the way, George, how did you and Gracie enjoy the kitty party you went to last week, given in honor of baby Sandy? It was terrific. All the grown-ups got into kitty costumes... And all night long, baby Sandy sat in the corner. Well, George, I saw what she wore. She sat in three corners. <laughs> well, that covers that. <laughs> oh. For me? Oh, thanks. Uh, some party. Uh, Edward G. Robinson and Jimmy Cagney skipping rope all night. Oh, yeah. Boy, was Skinny and us angry. Yeah, what was he angry about? He was the rope. 
Well, that's a new twist. Hey, George. Oh, uh, say, you have to wait. I'm a scream tonight. Uh, what? Claire. Oh, a uh, secret, huh? Yes. You know that every time Jimmy Cagney gets a new girl, he just can't seem to hold on to her. I see. Incompatibility? No, incompatibrine. <laughs> Gracie, stop whispering, uh, whispering, and I'm not going to any more of these boring kitty parties. Well, what about the dart game? Now, wasn't that a lot of fun? Yeah, whoever would hit the bullseye got to kiss Dorothy Lamore. I not only didn't hit the bullseye, I missed the target altogether. Well, George, instead of a dart, you should have used a can of Spam. Spam? You know, cold or hot, Spam, spam hits, hits the, the spot. spot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, George, Dorothy Lamour was there. That's right, Bud. You know, uh, I went out with her once. Really? Yeah. I uh, took her out one night, and then uh, we went home and sat in the parlor, and I read poetry to her, oh. and all of a sudden she turned off the light. Well, what happened? <laughs> I turned it back on. I can't read in the dark. <laughs> I see. You know... There's one thing I can't understand, Bud. At the party, the master of ceremonies introduced everybody to do something. And when it got to me, he forgot my name. Ah, uh, don't worry about it, Harry. <laughs> Harry? My name happens to be George. Oh, pardon me? I keep thinking it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might interest you to know that at the party, I had an offer to make a picture from a gentleman named Joe Pasternak. Joe Pasternak? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. He only happens to be the producer who's responsible for the success of Deanna Durbin and Gloria Jean. He started in the picture business with shorts, and in no time he came through. Wore out the shorts, huh? <laughs> yeah, slid down the banisters. Well, anyway, Mr. Pasnack is looking for a comedian for his next picture, and he's coming up here to see me. Oh, you going to help him find one? <laughs> Remember me, George Burns, comedian. Last week the audience screamed when I wore those funny pants. Didn't I have them laying in the aisles? Yeah, well, you should have worn suspenders. <laughs> Artie, Artie Shaw, you were here last week. Uh, how, how are those laughs? Great, George. About 106, weren't they? 107. 107, huh? Yeah, you got one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, leave it to the boys. Boys, didn't I get a lot of laughs last week? Well, fellas, didn't I? Oh, sure. Thanks, boys. Sí, sí, sí. Cómo no. Tú eres muy chistoso. Yo me muero de risa cada vez que dices un chiste. Good top player. Senor Lee, what is it? Senor Burns, to me, you are a very funny man. Well, thanks. When you tell jokes, you tickle me punk. <laughs> you tickle me punk? <laughs> That's wrong. Ah, perdóname. You tickle me punk. Yeah. <laughs> That's better, yeah. Artie, what are you going to play tonight? George, come here. Oh, a secret, huh? Yeah, I've got a special arrangement of April showers. Why are you whispering? Well, uh, Senor Lee, my guitar player, doesn't like that number, and he's hard of hearing. Senor Lee is hard of hearing? That's right. <laughs> Why, that's, that's a beautiful number. Oh, when April showers, oh. Hey, George, you might turn out to be another Nelson Eddy. Well... Come your way home, mm, Nelson Eddy. Hm. Take away his hair, and what have you got? Jack Benny. <laughs> oh, quiet. Leave it to Artie Shaw. He happens to be a great musician. What do you think of my voice, Artie? Well, personally, George, I think you picked the wrong kind of numbers. You do? Yeah, you should sing Home on the Range. Home on the Range? Yeah, and then turn on the gas. <laughs> You'll have to go a long way to find a better singer than I am. From there to here is far? Yeah. <laughs> 
You're, you're a better singer than I am? You really think so? <laughs> I don't believe you can sing at all. Huh. I will do a number for you now that will kill you to pieces. Well, all right, kill me to pieces. Let's hear it. When April showers... Oh, oh that's enough, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> Sweet Sue, played by Artie Shaw and his orchestra. And Artie, you're not only a swell musician, but you're a nice guy. Thanks, George, and you're a nice guy. And you're easy to get along with. You're easy to get along with, too. And, uh, confidentially, you've got a lot of talent. Uh, uh, well... Thanks, George. <laughs> now, listen, everybody. When Mr. Pastnack gets here, remember, I run the show. 
I get the idea for the show, I write it, direct it, produce it, and act in it. Get it? Okay, Austin. Austin, my name is George. <laughs> I keep thinking it's Tuesday. You can stop with that, too. You don't even know who Austin Wells is. I do, too. He's making a picture for a 21st Century Fox. 21st Century Fox? It's 20th Century Fox. Well, by the time he finishes the picture, it'll, it'll be, be 21st, 21st Century, Century Fox. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he's a big producer, and when he... Just a minute. Hello? Who? Gracie, it's for you. Oh. Hello? Gracie Allen Spams Meathot speaking. Spams Meathot, that's good. Who? Who, Bessie? Oh, that's too bad. Goodbye. Well, that's a smart phone conversation. Well, George, that was my sister, Bessie. You know, she's the one who's married to an aviator. He's a stunt flyer, you know. A stunt flyer? Yes. He went up in the air last week, and he looped the loop 50 times, and when he was going into it for the 51st time, he saw something coming toward him that frightened him to death. What'd he say? His aeroplane. <laughs> His aeroplane? He dropped 20,000 feet. Well, didn't he have a parachute? Sure. He pulled the string for 20 minutes. And, uh, what happened? He unraveled his underwear. <laughs> he unraveled his underwear. I wonder what's keeping that producer. Let me see. When he comes, what can I do to impress him? First, I'll get the orchestra to give me a terrific fanfare. Then I can do those Bob Hope type of jokes. Uh, Senor Burns, why don't you tell a griddle? Yeah. A griddle? I know some very funny griddles. Well, let's hear the funny griddle. This is a very hard one to guess. Mm. Griddle. What's the difference between? <laughs> between what? Stuck, eh? Some griddle. But when Mr. Pastner comes in, I, I want to make an impression on him. So will you tell him something nice about me? Well, certainly, George. I'll tell him about the salaries you pay everybody. Do you think that'll impress him? Well, sure, it's the little things that count. <laughs> Well, that'll be nice. George, I've got an idea that might help you. What is it, Artie? Well, I've got a wonderful reference about myself, and when Pasternak comes in, I can switch it and say it's about you. Swell, Artie. Listen to it. You are a very bright person, one that makes friends easily. You have great talent and are destined to reach the greatest heights of success. That's wonderful. Where'd you get it, Artie? Out of a weighing machine. <laughs> That's a great help. Oh, George, I think you're silly. You don't need any help. When he comes in, just act natural. Just get up and tell a few jokes and sing a few songs. Let him see the real you. All right, so you won't get the job. Now, stop helping. <laughs> I know what I'll do. Hmm. I'll tell him a few of my ideas. I'll impress him with my brain. Sure, it's the little things that count. <laughs> I think I've got it. Hey, sound man, four years in Harvard. Come here. Mr. Burns, just a moment. I'm reading the Encyclopedia Britannica. Would you mind turning to the last page? Why? I want to see who gets the girl. Oh, quiet. Sound man, come here. Look, I need a high-class introduction, and I know that you've had an, uh, an education. In what language do you want this introduction? I know Esperanto, Arabian, Sanskrit, Phoenician, Latin, Egyptian... uh, Do you know any Greek? Only Pachyococcus. <laughs> Look, I want a flowery introduction in high-class English. Get the pernt. <laughs> Mr. Burns... I believe I have formulated in my mind an introduction befitting one of your position in radio. Well, give out. Let's hear it. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, when you introduce a great playwright, you don't say William Shakespeare. You say Shakespeare. When you introduce a great actress, you don't say Greta Garbo. You say Garbo. The same is true in the field of comedy. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, 
it gives me great pleasure to introduce George Burns. Thanks very much, and remind me to give you a new door for Christmas. And now the smoothies, Babs, Charlie, and Little will sing Mr. Meadowlark. George, yeah. is there any chance of us getting in the picture? Well, have you ever had any experience? Experience? We've been in all the RKO pictures. In all the RKO pictures? What did you do? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, beautiful, the beginning of the picture. Well, just sing your little number. Wait a minute, this is probably Mr. Pasternak. <clears throat> Come in. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mr. Pasternak. Gracie, it's a girlfriend, Bubbles. Pasternak is a, is a producer. Did you ever hear of Three Smart Girls? That's Bubbles. It is, huh? Say, George, the girl at the information desk told me to tell you that Mr. Pasternak called, and he said he'd be right over. Well, thanks, Bubbles. And, Gracie, did I get a thrill. I was just down at the drugstore, and they named a sandwich after me. Really? Uh-huh. It's a triple-decker chicken sandwich. You don't say. Yes, two chickens between three loaves of bread. <laughs> well, that's a nice little tidbit. <laughs> what's, uh, what's killing you now, Gracie? Oh, remember, Bubbles, when you got on the scale at the drugstore the other day? <laughs> Yes, and the scale was broken and it only registered 60 pounds. <laughs> One kid turned to the other and he said, Look, Jimmy, she's hollow. Mr. Bellalark, we got an awful lot of seven to do. Mr. Meadowlark, I'm just a city slicker and I'm counting on you. She's got a country guy who whistles, my whistle is thin. So when I begin, that's where you come in. Mr. Meadowlark, if you should come again to when I'm kissing my chick. Needless to remark, I hope you'll have the decency to exit but quick, if Mrs. M thinks you're right stepping, I'll make it all right. Mr. Meadowlark, meet me in the dark tonight. In the city, I'm a loving guy, but in the country, I don't know why. I'm sitting there feeling blue as can be, looking at him. I'm sitting there looking, my mind's a cooking, sitting there looking. My mind's a cooking, so I says to him, Now look, little bird, I'm going to tell you something that you never have heard. Oh, Mr. Meadowlark, we've got an awful lot of serenading to do. We have, Mr. Meadowlark, I'm just a city sneaker and I'm counting on you, on you. She's got a country guy who whistles. My whistle is thin, so when I begin... That's where you come in, Mr. Meadowlark. If you should come again to win and kiss my chick, needless to remark, I hope you'll have the decency to exit for quick. If Mrs. M thinks you're stepping, I'll make it all right. Just listen, Mr. Meadowlark. Meet me in the dark tonight. 
Cran's Spam keeps without refrigeration, and we... Bud! Yes, Gracie? Say that again. Spam keeps without refrigeration? Yeah, say it again. Spam keeps without refrigeration. Again. Spam keeps without refrigeration. Again. Spam keeps without refrigeration. Say, what is this? I've already said it five times. Yeah, I know, but I like to watch you say it. You like to watch me say it? Why? Well, it's so cute the way it makes your Adam's apple go up and down. (laughs) Well, Gracie, I don't know what Spam does to my Adam's apple, but I certainly know what it will do to your appetite. And friends... I know that you don't want to spend a lot of time in the kitchen these warm days, but when Dad and the youngsters say, we're hungry, you've got to fill them up. Now, that's the time to let Spam, S-P-A-M, do the work. Spam keeps without refrigeration. Who's there, go skin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always ready for quick action. Just open a can of this tender, grand-tasting meat, slice, and serve with sliced tomato, cottage cheese, or any one of your favorite summer salads. Men folks like the meaty flavor, the satisfying goodness of Spam. And you'll like it because you don't have to cook Spam. Just open the can, and it's all ready to eat. The perfect thing for hurry-up meals. Get a can or two when you shop tomorrow. Just ask for Spam, S-P-A-M, and try the easy recipes on the label. Then you'll know why Spam is America's perfect hot-weather food. Slice it, dice it, fry it, bake it. Cold or hot, spam hits the spot. Smollies, that was a grand job with Mr. Meadowlark. You know, I love to listen to harmony. Now, I used to be oh, with a quartet. Oh, oh, pardon me. You know, I... Gracie, when you sneeze, sneeze the other way. I don't know any other way. You know... I uh, I used to sing with the with the Pee Wee Quartet, and I was I was. Now this might be Joe Pasternak. Now remember, everybody, I'm your boss. So on your toes, I want to impress him. Come in. Oh, Mr. Pasternak. Hello, Mr. Hello, Pasternak. Hello, George. Uh, Gracie, take Mr. Pasternak's hat and coat. While he's still looking. <laughs> Just take it, Gracie. Just you... take it. George, I rushed right over, but I can't stay very long. You see, I'm in the middle of a new picture, Seven Sinners, with Marlena Dietrich. I know, I know. I've been working very hard. Now, tonight I'll have to go back and probably be stuck with Marlena Dietrich until three in the morning. Should happen to me. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pasternak, do you rehearse the actors, too? I do all the scenes for them. If it's a love scene, I do that, too. You mean you kiss them? Oh, I kissed all the movie stars. Really? Oh, tell me, is it a thrill to kiss Clark Abel? <laughs> Gracie, please. Miss Allen, who'd want to kiss Clark Gable? Should happen to me. <laughs> so, Mr. Pasnack, the comedy part of your next picture's still open, huh? Yes, George, that's why I'm here. As a matter of fact, I heard nothing but George Burns, George Burns, for the last few weeks. Really? Who's been telling you about me? You have. <laughs> well, you're not making any mistake. Artie, Artie Shaw, do I get a lot of laughs on this program? Yes, indeed. Mr. Pasternak, George has more talent in his little finger than Benny, Allen, and Hope together, it says here. (laughs) Mr. Pasternak, wasn't that a funny line that Artie Shaw just pulled? (laughs) I wrote that joke. It says here. Quiet, quiet. Uh, Senor Pasternak, Mr. Burns has a large talent. Listening to him sing has learned me a lot. Lee, it isn't learned you. 
It's torture, torture. Ah, sí, gracias. Uh, señor Pasternak, uh, listening to Mr. Burns sing, it's torture. Well, that's much better. Well, anyway, Mr. Pasternak, I'm, uh, not that I need the money, but I'd love to make a picture for you. I was on the universe a lot before. I got a big kick out of oh, it. Oh, yes, he got a big kick out of Paramount, and he got a kick out of RKO, and he got a kick out of MGM. Quiet. Quiet. Oh, I can go out like this for years. Um, Mr. Pasnack, what's the plot of the picture? Well, George, you know, it's a typical Hollywood story. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy, girl meets girl, boy meets boy. They meet at 8 o'clock, they meet again at mm, 10. Sounds like a lot of meat. <laughs> I, put, I put a lot of meat in there because I know this was a spam program. <laughs> Well, it's really nice of you to mention spam, Mr. Passnight. George, I'm no fool. If the picture business blows over, I might try radio. Oh. Well, uh, what would you do in radio? When April showers, moo. Oh, I see. You too, huh? Let me out of here. Let me out of here four years in half. Sound man, what's bothering you now? Joe Pasternak, picture producer who has a voice like Donald Duck with a bad cold, is a guest star on this program. Mr. Burns, whose voice sounds like ripping a rag, is the star of this program. I won the Nobel Prize for diction. And this is what I do for a living. <laughs> Mr. Pasnack, didn't you come up here to sign a fellow for a comedy role in the picture? Okay, George, I'm ready. Well, let me take you into the control room, and then you can hear those big laughs I get much better. Come on, Mr. Pasnack. Now, listen, everybody. George really wants this job, and for once, I think we ought to help him. Sure, I do, too. Now, I've heard him rehearsing those jokes he's going to tell, and he needs plenty of help. But I've got an idea. Bubbles. Yes, Gracie? You stand at the back of George, and when he gets to the finish of each joke, you dance a rumba. But, Gracie, I weigh 350 pounds. When I start to shake, people will laugh. That's the idea. I got it. That's wonderful, Gracie. Pastor Knack will think they're laughing at George. George will get the job. And we'll all live happily ever after. <laughs> well, here comes George now. Yeah, well, now get ready to rumble, Bubble. Okay. Well, he's in there. Now for some funny stuff. <clears throat> <laughs> well, good evening, folks. <laughs> On my way to the studio tonight, I dropped into a department store. And I said to the floor walker, I want to ask the sales girl on the fifth floor for a date. How do I get up there? And he said, escalator. And I said... Escalator, nothing. I'll escalate right now. Oh, oh boy! Green. What a laugh! I got him. I got him rolling out front. And they're rolling him back too. Uh, say, folks, you should meet my girl. She's really a honey. I call a knob because she's something to adore. Oh, boy. What a scream. Am I a success? Hip, hip, hooray. Well, I don't know about the hooray, but those hips are doing all right. Of course, folks, uh, my girl isn't very healthy. She's a little puny. <laughs> you know what a puny is. A puny is a small horse. <laughs> Imagine such an old joke getting such a big laugh. She's only 34. Who's, uh... Who's only 34? Oh, here comes Mr. Pasternak. Oh, well, let me do the talking. Well, Joe, how did you like it? It was terrific, George. I never heard such a laugh. I got a contract right here. Really? You really mean it? A contract for me? No, for the fat girl who did the funny dance while you were telling those broken-down jokes. Fat girl? Well, doing a funny dance. Well, that's a fine thing. I give an audition and Bubbles gets the job. 
Well, goodbye, George. I'm leaving tonight on the Tolland search. I'm going east to get some new faces. New faces? But, Mr. Pasnack, what about me? Oh, yeah, Mr. Pasnack. Get one for George, too. Is that so? Okay, <laughs> Before George and Gracie say goodnight, they ask me to suggest that you try Spam tomorrow. Just open a can of this delicious meat. It's all ready to eat. Slice and serve in Spamwiches or with your favorite summer salad. You'll find everybody in your house likes the meaty flavor, the lip-smacking goodness of Spam. Get a can or two at your food dealers. Try the easy recipes on the label. You'll discover that with Spam, you save kitchen time and serve wholesome food. Well, Gracie... Say goodnight. Well, wait. I promised to say goodnight to the detail reed mealers who are holding their convention in St. Paul. The and... detail reed mealers? Yes. You and... mean the retail meat dealers? Well, it doesn't make a difference better. No, far be me from it. Good night, yeah. folks. Good night. <laughs> Listen again next Monday night, same time, same station, for George Burns and Gracie Allen, with Artie Shaw and his orchestra, and the Smoothies, brought to you by Hormel and Spam. Until then, this is Bud Heaston reminding you to remember that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. <laughs> Have you tried Hormel chili con carne? You may think you don't like chili, but chili con carne, the way Hormel makes it, is different, and everybody likes it. Double your money back if you don't like it. Try Hormel Chili Con Carne tomorrow. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's it for this time, but there's always more old-time radio at relicradio.com. Thousands of episodes of every variety offered for free, thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, please visit donate.relicradio.com or visit the website and click on the Donate button for more information. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back soon with another installment of A Legacy of Laughs.